0: Enjoy local voices, enjoy local opinions, all on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts, featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local.
1: entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat.
2: You know, so many false advertisements in media, like have a low-fat diet, have, you know, drink milk, it does a body good. You know, all of those slogans are etched in our brains and in our psyche and our routines, so it's it's hard to get out of that. I have to thank today's guest, Dr.
1: Nigma, founder of Healthy Docs Clinics, for inspiring today's beauty report. I read a report at AmericanBar.org that Black people are sicker and that they die earlier than other racial groups. Many factors likely contribute to the increased mortality rates among Black and brown people. It is undeniable, though, that one of those factors is the care that they receive from their providers. Black people simply are not receiving the same quality of healthcare that their white counterparts receive, and this second-rate healthcare is shortening their lives. One of the things that we can look at is the convergence of naturopathic remedies with conventional medicines. For Black and brown communities, understanding their health behaviors, their environments, and opportunities within our healthcare systems can lead to better wellness, overall better health practices and longer lives. We encourage you that as we fight this good fight of understanding health quality and our healthcare systems that black and brown people start to receive the same quality of treatment and can look to alternative solutions like naturopathic medicine to help them understand underlying health benefits. And with that, Let's hear more from Dr. Nigma, who has uncovered some of these solutions and ideas that can help us have a better quality of health and wellness. Dr. Nigma, welcome to Business of the Feet. Thank you for joining.
2: I'm so happy to have you. I am thrilled to be here with you, Kendra.
1: I have to start with my morning cocktail. You guys, I have this every morning. It is amazing. And the thing that makes it so amazing is Dr. Nigma's vitamin C cocktail. We're going to tell you guys all about the benefits. You also can win your own batch of it, but it is amazing. So every morning I have green tea, Dr. Nigma's vitamin C cocktail, eight greens, lemon and ginger, but it's, it's mind-blowing, but I had to start with that because I don't start my day without you,
2: Dr. Nigma. So it's great to have you here. Oh, I I love always having a chat with you. We always have the most interesting discussions.
1: I know, I'm like so much. So we have a lot to talk about. Let me start with sharing a little bit about you. So Dr. Nygma is a naturopathic doctor based in Los Angeles. She is also the founder of Healthy Doc Clinics, previously located in West Vancouver, New York, and London, England. She is the author of a best-selling book, Reverse the Signs of Aging and Younger Skin Starts in the Gut, which again, you guys can actually win your own copy of Younger Skin Starts in the Gut. I'm going to talk about that too. But um, her passion for creating quality and science-based supplements and skincare has reached consumers internationally and retailed her brands in net being one of the first pioneers to introduce vitamin supplements to the fashion industry. With more than 20 years of experience in the complementary therapy field, Dr. Nigma encompasses all the modalities of naturopathic practice acupuncture, implying principles of Chinese medicine, botanical medicine, clinical nutrition, homeopathy, and lifestyle counseling that allow the patient to attain personalized remedies. So this is amazing. Let's get started. <laughs> so um, One thing I just, you know, I've read about your background, obsessed with your books, but I'd love to just understand, like, how did you come to be a naturopathic doctor? Cause I've heard you talk about the difference between a medical doctor and being a naturopathic doctor. So what's that journey been for you?
2: Yeah. So it was a personal experience. Uh, I was, you know, a six year old, um, sick all the time with tummy aches and ear aches and bronchitis and eczema. So all the inflammatory conditions and, um, my parents would send me to different specialists, and all they could give me were the staples: right, antibiotics, steroids, antihistamines, uh, Ventolin, You know, all of those different kinds of you know uh, conventional medical drugs, and it never really got to the root cause. And so, you know, my father was very, very health conscious. So, you know, he would make us really healthy food and, you know, that would help a bit, but would never really get to, you know, the crux of it. So as I got older, I got interested in different forms of, you know, looking at vitamins and how they work in the body. And um, even as a teenager, I would go to the health food store with my mom and ask her to buy me vitamins. Uh, So I had an affinity (laughs) Towards knowing that there's not enough nutrients in our food to support our bodies, our functions, especially when we're in an inflamed state. So, my father then found a naturopathic doctor in West Vancouver, Canada. Took me to this naturopathic doctor, and literally, Kendra, within three months, my eczema was gone. Oh my my digestive issues were literally a hundred percent better. And my cognitive function, my, you know, I had difficulty paying attention in school. That was better. It was like every aspect of my life was better. And I just thought, I knew I always wanted to be a doctor, but this was the type of doctor I wanted to be. Because Kendra, doctora means teacher in Latin. Mm -hmm. So our job is to teach our patients how to get to the root cause versus putting a plaster on top.
1: Wow, it's so fascinating to hear your story. I think so much as founders and leaders is really rooted in, you know, our origins, how we grew up, our family, what we learned. And they always say, you know, you have to be passionate about the business that you are creating because as we know, it's it's hard. And so whenever you can be passionate about it, it really does help you whenever the times are hard. And I know even, you know, clearly COVID is one thing, but you did have clinics kind of all over. How have you still been able to be the teacher for your patients, whether it's kind of in real life or what you're doing in terms of lifestyle counseling online? What's that been like?
2: You know, it's so interesting because because I've worked in so many different cities when I find, you know, wherever I am in the world, I'm always doing telemedicine to another patient. They in Vancouver, where I used to work, or New York. Um, and now that I'm in Los Angeles, I'm speaking to patients in London and New York and West Vancouver. So I'm, I'm still speaking to, you know, nothing has changed. I'm still doing a lot of telemedicine. Um, but it is it. It's, it's nice to see my patient, you know, rather than just getting on a phone call, but it's not the same because I can't touch them. I can't, you know, palpate their abdomen and, you know, they'll show me their skin on the Zoom, but like, you know, to really know what's happening with a patient, I, I do a really thorough abdominal exam where I really push. You haven't gotten that yet, Kendra, but you're you're about to get it soon. Next time I, is, I just do a really nice abdominal exam and sort of find out, where the areas in your, you know, intestines or your pancreas or your liver, your gallbladder, you know, how all those organs are functioning and where there might be some inflammation.
1: Well, and I mean, even, I mean, you guys, Dr. Enigma was a total lifesaver for me at the beginning of COVID, like literally kind of in the beginning of when everything started to be more apparent, I guess like April, May, I was extremely sick and Dr. Enigma immediately like got on with me, she checked my tongue, she did all of the things that she could do virtually. Um, And it was such an amazing experience to look at the role of vitamins and vitamin D and vitamin C and you prescribed me fish oil and kind of all of these different things that whenever I got on with my doctor, um, they did not ask. I think their thing was like, you don't have a fever now, you'll probably have one by end of day. But the level of care of understanding the root cause, which is kind of what you said, I immediately noticed the difference. And I just wonder, because, you know, when we talk about diversity, which so much of of the podcast is really rooted in how do we diversify the faces in, in the beauty industry? How do we create more opportunities for the next Dr. Enigma? And I think it's interesting. Have you found that with women of color, people in color in particular, that they understand the importance of vitamins and of natural sunlight, which you told me to get, and of naturopathic remedies. Like, how has that experience, particularly for minorities' communities, um, kind of affected or impacted your work?
2: Yes, um, that's a a good question. I, I think that this is all about education, and, you know, it all goes down to also socioeconomical, Um, status and what people are able to afford in terms of seeking this information. And even people who are able to afford to see, you know, a naturopathic doctor or someone outside of their insurance policies, um, they still aren't aware of some of these underlying causes. You know, how many people know that people of color actually have, you know, five times the risk, uh, four to five times the risk of getting covid Um, because their vitamin D absorption levels are um, substantially lower than, say, Caucasian, their Caucasian counterpart. So it's, it's extremely, all this education is just not there. And you know, how to eat well. We've had, you know, so many false advertisements in media like have a low fat diet, have, you know, drink milk. It does a body good. You know, all of those slogans are etched in our brains and in our psyche, in our routines. So it's, it's hard to get out of that because we've been told for so many years that this is good for us and a low fat diet and a low sodium diet is good for us. And it's actually not you know it just determines the type of fat, the type of sodium we can't do without fat and, and, and sodium. those without salt in our diet, we would be dead. So wow. you know we, it's an, an essential um, mineral for us to have for so many biochemical activities in our body. So and fat, your brain is made up of fat. you know uh, in fact, the more fat you have in your brain, the better. And if somebody calls you fat head, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> right? It's like, hey, fat head. It's like, hey, thank you for the compliment. Because that's how we, you know, our <coughs> brain functions. When we don't have enough good fats in our diet, we're not able to function optimally. So there's a lot of misunderstanding and misinformation from years and years and years ago that is just in our society and, and, and wellness is now on the brink of becoming the new fashion, right? So right. it's exciting because now this is a time where we can all um, talk about so many different things and, and educate one another in this area.
1: Well, and, and I love how you say that because we don't get to the root, you know, there's so much news in terms of COVID and the communities that it's impacting but not one time have I heard about the vitamin D in terms of that being a function. And so much is education. And I think, you know, one of the things that I love is that you clearly, as, as an educator, have, you know, you've spoken at so many conferences and you've done so many keynotes and you were the keynote um, at In Goop Health. And you and I are both part of Beauty United with Gwyneth. And you're also part of the Goop Lab, um, the Netflix series, which I love, love, love. At first I was like, what's going on here? But I think that it's so interesting because, you know, what Gwyneth has done with Goop is just phenomenal. And I think that that show enabled so many more people to realize how dynamic it is and to kind of get beyond the stigma of what people think Goop is about. But what was that experience like? Do you feel like it gave you this translation from kind of being conceived as a doctor, but actually getting into a show and educating and translating some of this information.
2: Yeah, it was a great platform. As you know, Goop is always on the cutting edge of everything, health and wellness. And I'm always so honored to be a part of anything they do. And you know, when Gwyneth asked me to be a part of this, I was over the moon excited. Um, She was one of the reasons why I moved to Los Angeles because when I met her in London, she's like, Nigma, you have to come to L.A. and be with us. <laughs> okay. Um, when gonna <laughs> tells you to do something, you do it. Because she, you know, she's quite, um, she, she's quite persistent, but she's very, she's right. You know, she, you're like, yeah, she's right again. Um, so... <laughs> And, and it was something I, I wanted to do anyway. It was It was my dream to move to Los Angeles. But anyways, going back to the Netflix, it was such a great opportunity to talk about something that I had been doing in practice for, you know, 20 years. It's now become mainstream microneedling with PRP, but I've been doing it for forever and ever and ever. And so it was a really fun time for me to be out there and educate, you know, how we can do things that are non-surgical um, to our skin and how we can naturally Um, boost our skin's collagen and elasticity, you know, through facial treatments.
1: Well, and I think too, like that's the education piece. I think as many people as we can touch because so much of it is just like, you honestly just don't know. And so I love platforms like that. And we all need the GPs in our life to kind of push us into, <laughs> into new experiences. And one of the things that that you said, which fits in so perfectly, is that we have to talk about everyday health issues that impact our quality of life. And I think that people, you know, and myself included, we get so caught up that we miss this correlation between health and your quality of life. Because when you don't feel good and you just start to live with things because you think that that's how it's supposed to be, then your quality of life is impacted. And I love how you say that and how, how do you kind of help people understand that? And what do you mean whenever you say health issues that impact your quality of life?
2: That's, you put that so nicely. And it's like, you don't know how good you can feel until you do it. So what I encourage people to do is like, just give it a chance, like give it maybe, you know, 30 days, you know, of eating a certain way and, and keeping a routine on what you eat, how you eat, how you breathe, how you meditate, how you disconnect from all these devices, you know, all of those things for 30 days. And if you don't feel well, I just tell my patients, please call me. Here's my phone number and let's have a chat about it. Um, but there's I've never had somebody say that they don't feel well or better or more optimal from doing these things. So, and 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 every, everybody says, you know, my gosh, I didn't know how well I could feel until I did all these things. And I was depriving myself of, you know, self-care and, you know, self-sabotaging myself and taking care of everybody else first and then putting myself last. And again, we know that saying that Oprah used to say all the time, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and what you hear when you travel on a plane. Well, not anymore. <laughs> put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then assist others. And it's like, you know, that is so true, but we fall into that trap. All of us, including myself, because I'm a caretaker. So I'm always giving to everybody else. And then I'm last at the end, but I'm really, you know, it's something you just have to keep reminding yourself of and keeping on top of it.
1: Well, and I love, I love that too. Like giving to everyone else and keep reminding ourselves. Cause I think, especially now, you know, in the beginning of the year, everyone is like the detox. I did the 21 day fast with my church. And so we have these peaks and I think that it's just making sure that we remind ourselves of that. And I'm so excited because when you talk about give yourself 30 days, um, I'm literally looking at your book, younger skin starts in the gut. And it's a four-week program to identify and eliminate your skin aging triggers. And I'm so excited, you guys. I cannot wait for you to get this. But what we're all going to do as part of the podcast, myself, my producers, um, <laughs> we're going to follow the 28-day, four-weeks to eat yourself young. And I want to chronicle this and like, talk to Dr. Nygma throughout Because I think that that we don't know, like, and you said it, like, I didn't know how well I could feel. And I think that that's what we all strive for, especially, like, I noticed so many changes. And I was on a a panel yesterday with the editor-in-chief of Women's Health, and she was talking about alcohol and how she was preparing for a presentation and was like, I'm not going to drink and how it's now been over a year and the difference from not drinking and the clarity that that she felt. Um, and you kind of have a chapter in here about alcohol, but what are kind of the tips, especially as like I prepare for your 28 day, as I know others, COVID, so many people are like, I'm having an extra glass of wine. Like how how do we, how do you even start and how do you even know where to begin? <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this has been the pandemic diet, right? Coffee in the morning and alcohol at night. Um, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. And we know that alcohol sales have tripled. So people are not not drinking just one glass of wine. They're drinking up to three. And so, you know, for if they used to drink one, they're now drinking three. So the whole thing is if, if you're drinking alcohol every day, that's something that you need to not do because alcohol is not meant to be drank. In my opinion, and what I've seen in patients over the last 20 years, it's not a healthy habit to do every single day. And choose your alcohols as well, right? So wine, I know a lot of people are going (laughs) to throw darts at me on this, but wine is like sugar, like all, all alcohol is sugar, but wine has something very interesting where it ferments in the gut. And... It allows for the bacteria to like it's like gremlins feeding them after midnight. You know they start to cause all sorts of havoc in the gut. Um, and I talk about wine face, and we actually I did an article with um, a journalist in the UK when I used to live there, and we did this like aging um, sort of diagram of what a woman would look like if she had drank wine over the next ten years, and we did yeah, like we had. Um, sort of a forensic photographer person come and draw what would happen to that person's skin and face over the period of 10 years versus if she didn't drink wine every day. So it is really interesting how wine, when you think about wine, you think, Oh, a glass of wine a day is, you know, not a bad thing. (laughs) Yes. It's got resveratrol in it. It doesn't have enough resveratrol. So the benefits outdo the, you know, the damage of the, the wine. Now, Having said all of this, if you're fine with wine every night and you don't have any trouble sleeping and you don't have any health concerns and you feel great, then don't you know, try to fix what's not broken. But for any of you drinking wine, if you're having sleep disturbances and cravings for sugar and irritability, mood swings, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, any of those things, then you might want to rethink wine right it, it, it's one of the things it's certainly not everything but it's something to think about
1: wow that is fascinating because i i do think and i hear from my girlfriends and i notice like even doing this 21 day i notice like sleeping better even my husband i'm like i'm going to have a tea before this like cleanse tea and it really does make a difference and then i'm like do i need it do i not need it and and it's fascinating. And another thing I love—I love your book. So I'm—I'm I'm like I keep going back to it because you have a diagram. It's on page seventy-five when you have your own copy. Okay. But it talks yeah. about your face and like spending a few minutes just checking your face. It's you guys like we'll post all of this, but it's so fascinating because you don't even realize. I think it goes back to the education. You don't realize all of the pressure points on your face and how that corresponds to your lifestyle. And I just wonder, like, is there a correlation in terms of like ethnicity? Which I'm sure there is. Ethnicity, race are are there commonalities? Because I know, you know, like I said, you're South Asian descent. I'm African American descent. Like, how does all of this work? And is there an impact? And where does race come into play with this?
2: It's it's such a great question. I mean, with different um, races, you're going to have you know. If you looked at page seventy five on my book where we have the different Chinese medicine, <laughs> Chinese medicine meridians, which re- originally came from India. So everybody you know thinks it's like Chinese medicine, but this is like Ayurvedic. Um, medicine as well. And so these different areas where we see the bladder, the the colon and the small intestine being on the forehead and under the eyes, the kidneys, we see in the South Asian population a lot of kidney stuff going on. Um, So we have the darker circles under the eyes. You know, it's just certain individuals are more prone um, to... You know, for example, if you give somebody of South Asian or Africa, African-American descent, you know, high doses of dairy in their diet, they're going to get what we call, what I created a face called dairy face. So <laughs> the darkness under the eyes and, you know, the puffy eyelids and, you know, acne and things like that. You know, at the end of the day, we all are affected by these four faces of aging, but there are certainly certain, you know... Um, diversities and different cult, you know, different ethnicities.
1: Well, and and it's so interesting because um, I love this quote that you did with 13 for 13 Loon. And it says, I love the fact that there is more inclusion and that the beauty industry is moving toward inner wellness in order to achieve outer wellness. And I just love that because I think, you know, one of the things that you and I have been so just like unified on is the work that we're doing with BD United and the premise behind BD United is really a coalition, coalition of BD and wellness leaders coming together to make sure that there is diversity and inclusion in the industry and that that's really how we're going to progress and move forward. And I love this quote because I think that we have to see more people of color, more people that look like us so that we can move together. I feel like it's kind of like a symbiotic trust that happens. Like when you see someone who looks like you or has similar experiences, um, you're more apt to trust them and you're more apt to kind of move toward this sense of wellness. But whenever you think about this inner wellness in order to achieve outer wellness and inclusion, how does that impact your work and how does it enable you to really like move your entire
2: practice forward? I, I, I know that's a really good question. I think it all then boils down to education. You know, it's, it's about educating your patients. It's about educating the media, you know, any interviews that I do with press, it's always like putting that extra educational Um, not just to sell a product or, you know, my my goal as a naturopathic doctor is really to educate. And that's why I came out with my own product line, because I was, I saw a gap. I didn't like the products that my patients were taking. Like if I wouldn't take some of them and, you know, why would I want my patients to take them or put them on their skin? Um, So, and I wanted something that was safe, but yet effective. Um, So again, it all boils down to education and more, you know, inclusion of people of different ethnic, you know, obviously you and I both know that 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 is now in the movement. Like we are, there's more inclusion, there's more education, there's more, um, it's exciting. I think we've, you know, whatever the pandemic has caused, it has opened this door. And that's what I keep holding on to is that, this change or this transformation is, is is happening, and it's happening quite quickly. Um, you know, especially in our Beauty United group. You know, it, it need there still needs to be a lot of work done. We're not there.
1: And I think I I I completely agree with you. And I love this notion. Like it has opened the door, and I think that that's been you know the the gift of COVID just in terms of so many things have been exposed and so many conversations are being had that are hard, but are necessary. And we see the transformation happening. And I think for me, I'm really trying to figure out what's the tangible way that I can support the transformation. And you're right, we have pockets of where we're doing it. And so it really is, how do we expand it even? Um, And I think that that's a question that we still have to, you know, we're going to work together and we're going to, try and figure it out. And I think that it's just it's, it's exciting. It's, it's challenging as we look at just what's happening in the world, but it's exciting to know that we can be a catalyst for that change and that we can do it together and that we can have these conversations and that we can kind of hold hands and say, how do we make the transformation? Um, we don't have all the answers, but we'll get there. And I think that we'll continue to figure it out. Um, and I think I have two more things for you, but what in terms of just the future of and, and not too loaded in terms of our healthcare systems, but what do you hope in terms of your practice, um, naturopathic um, resolutions and solutions? Like, what do you hope as we move forward in society and all these things that are coming at us? Like what's the hope for your practice and how does that translate into some of the traditional beliefs that we've had from our uh, practitioners
2: you know what no one's ever asked me that question and that is the one question that i actually always wanted somebody to ask me because i pray for this every single day um my hope is that you know naturopathic medicine and the conventional healthcare model get married okay, and never get divorced. Um, There is a place for both, you know, the conventional and the naturopathic. And when people hear naturopathic medicine, you know, or you've heard of functional medicine before, that is basically what naturopathic medicine is. So basically what medical doctors are doing or any other type of practitioners are doing is they're using the word functional medicine to actually describe naturopathic medicine, which is great. I think it's wonderful. But because we are not very vocal and loud as naturopathic doctors, we're very under the radar and we just, you know, we're we're work no words type of um, practitioners, <laughs> you know. And so we, you know, my, my dream is to allow the integration of both. And I know, um, I believe it was 1985, and don't quote me on this directly, the World Health Organization really, really advocated for the integration of naturopathic medicine into conventional healthcare models. It is the true way forward. Um, because once you integrate them both, then you're you're basically having every tool in your toolbox to work with patients, to give them that holistic approach. And actually Kendra, this is going to save healthcare dollars. That's the irony of the situation. Is when you're getting to the root cause and you're changing the way. I don't like the word change. I like to use the word transform. Transforming mm-hmm. the way somebody eats, somebody um, thinks, some the way somebody you know, everything that they do in their life is going to save healthcare dollars and reduce the overall burden and keep us healthy as a country. You know, yes. right now, the health of our country is severely at stake. And this is being revealed very clearly. So, you know, I think it's super important for that integration to happen as soon as possible, because we don't have a lot of time to waste because our country's health and wellness is critical. I would say out of everything is would be the root cause of so many solutions to so many problems.
1: Wow. Dr. Enigma, that is phenomenal. I'm so glad I asked. I I was literally I said, you know, there has to be the merging of both. And you're exactly right. You know, everyone wants to talk about this holistic approach. And that really is. And being able to transform that and really bring the two together, because there are instances for different things where the combination of the two, it feels like could really work. I mean, I I feel like you and I are going to pass the bill together (laughs) about
2: something. that I'm I'm like, if Kendra ever has any, (laughs) 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 you know who I'm going to call
1: Yes, please do. I'm like, we're going on the campaign trail. We are going to get this done. Um, but I, I'm so excited. And um, one last thing we always close out the show um, by asking our guest, what's one brand that you're excited about? And I, it always is funny because I have a disclaimer. It can be your own brand. We'd love to promote our own brand. If there's <laughs> another brand that you think our listeners should to check out or that you're excited about?
2: Yes, you know, um, thank you for asking. I do love my own brand, it's such a little brand and I've used it clinically you know, for many years, but I'm I'm going to give credit where credit is due as well. Um, I have to give credit to Goop. And the reason why I wanna give credit to them is that I'm using their cream right now, I'm putting it on. I don't know if you've tried their Nourishing Repair Body Repair Cream. It is literally the best I've ever tried um and i'm very picky about what i put on my skin um <laughs> but what they've done is they've paved the way um they've taught me so much about how to run my own business as well and actually have helped me um you know in terms of like looking at efficacy for formulations um they are so strict in what they will and will not accept um they're they're just really up and up on everything and her products are made from, you know, authentic ingredients. They're sourced, um, you know, in a very ethical fashion. Everything about what they've done has taught me as a brand, and I'm following suit from them. And I just, I think they've they've done they've helped me in my business, and they've been very inclusive with me, and that I feel very grateful for. And I like that they're inclusive with all different brands. You know, they don't just promote their own brand. They they help and they bring in other, you know, small brands, you know, different people of color. Um, They have amazing, you know, in group health. You know, they're educating. They're from every spectrum, educating, creating amazing products, um, including different, you know, professionals and, and, you know, helping them promote their brand. So I just think, you know, that's why they're one of my favorite, I would say.
1: I love to hear that. And you're exactly right from an inclusion perspective. like It's not just about theirs. It is about promoting and supporting others. And they have done so much during this time to support all brands and and even focusing on BIPOC brands. And it is. It's the authenticity of the ingredients. I mean, I think that that's what we all have to be aware of. And I appreciate you saying that, like Goop has a soft spot in our hearts. So thank you. Thank you for dropping the jewels. Thank you for being here. I cannot wait for our listeners to get their hands on the vitamin C and the younger skin starts in the gut book and for us all to do the 28-day challenge and support each other. Um, So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I had the best time. I always have the best time with you.
1: And every week I shared influencer I'm checking out. Once again, thank you, Dr. Nigma, for the great recommendation. Let's all follow at Goop as our influencer of the week. And as always, I want to leave you with one takeaway from our guest. And that is something that Dr. Nigma said that stuck with me. She said, I didn't know how well I could feel. So for all of you, take the time to really think about and answer the question, how do I get to a place where I can feel as great as I possibly can? And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you next week.
0: Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson and Celessa Baker, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Calb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcast. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us. Business of the Beat is a